This is the Horse Radio Network. Being a college mascot is pretty nerdy, but what if you get to dress up as knight and gallop on a football field with a sword? This week on Heels Down Happy Hour, what happens when a horse agent is accused of fraud? How to ensure your horses are safe at the showgrounds and cool products by From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where three horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome, Welcome to Happy Hour! I'm Jessica Payne. And I'm Caroline Culbertson, and welcome to episode eight of Heels Down Happy Hour. And my apologies for missing the recording last week. I was very sick with some sort of unknown gross, nasty virus that I probably caught on a plane. Um, but we went to the central park horse show and I actually, Jess and I got to see each other there. It was super fun. Justine, we really missed you. Um, and we recorded a video that now I guess is on the heels down happy hour or the heels down magazine, Facebook page. (laughs) And it's like completely inappropriate. Like everything I say is like inappropriate. My mom saw it you know, it's all good. But at that show, um, (laughs) I like started not feeling very well. Like I was like, Oh, like, I don't know, not like I was actually running like a low grade fever at that show. Um, and then we were like doing interviews and stuff. And like, you can see that like my eyes are like really red and I just look very strange and kind of ill. And then by that following Wednesday or Tuesday when we were supposed to record, like I had no voice. I was totally out of commission, but luckily that episode was hysterical hearing Doug do the Rosenthorn. He was so mortified. Jess, that poor guy, has he recovered? He's recovered, but it was was in good spirits about it. It was pretty funny. I I enjoyed it. Luckily he was drinking bourbon the whole time. So it couldn't have been that bad for him. No, exactly. Yeah, he was happy he was on happy hour. Like, that's why he he lived that up. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of whiskey, I am drinking a whiskey drink tonight. Uh, It's still like 90 degrees outside here in Florida, but I'm like wishful thinking for fall. So I am drinking a whiskey cider that I make always for like house parties when it's cool enough that we can have a fire pit night in Florida, which is like two nights of the year. <laughs> when is that? So, <laughs> I was going to say, when, it, when is that? So I'm like really excited. I'm hoping it comes in the next two months. But um, so anyways, this drink is super tasty. So I wanted to share it with you guys. It's uh, it's actually just fireball. And basically I put like two parts apple cider with it and two parts fireball if you want a stronger whiskey i guess you could do it but the cinnamon of the fireball makes it really tasty and then i add honey actually i like drizzle some honey in it and then when i have a party i honestly just put it in my crock pot because whatever because i'm classy like that i put my whiskey in my crock pot and (laughs) but people could just like take the ladle and scoop it right out and it's a nice hot drink and you add like a cinnamon stick and it's really nice and warm Mm. when you're sitting outside yeah and it's tasty so that's that your sounds drink. nice. And oh. I'm not, I'm not a, like I, well, when I say I'm not a whiskey girl, that's a true, a true understatement because I just cannot tolerate whiskey at all. I'm a huge wimp. I will never on this show do a whiskey drink unless I evolve, but I just can't do it. But I can fireball for some reason, like is the only one that I can sort of tolerate. I think if it had honey and cinnamon in it, I could probably get on board with that. That sounds pretty good. It also sounds like I, would drink one of those and be like done. 
Well, it just, it just depends on how much whiskey you want to put in it. But also, yeah, Fireball, Fireball is... It. Right, right, and Fireball is misleading because you're like, oh, this tastes like cinnamon. There's not that much alcohol in it. And it catches up with you pretty fast, though. So, That's but like hey, a hot, a hot toddy. Yeah, That's pretty like a much. different version of a hot toddy. That's pretty cool. You could have used it last week, Caroline. Like, you could have used it, like, on Tuesday yeah. when you felt like shit. Maybe it would have, like, brought you up out Clear of everything. sickness. This episode is presented by Eagle Gold, a leader in saddle pad innovation. Known for their non-slip, shock-absorbing saddle pads, half pads, and protective horse boots. Trusted by Olympians. All right. So, did you guys see this kind of juicy, gossipy news out of Palm Beach uh, this week? Uh, a dressage trainer and selling agent is up against some fraud and breach of contract uh I guess alleges like there's a lawsuit filed against her and her company. Have you heard about this? I saw parts of it. It looked, Oh, it'll be interesting what's coming about it. But what did you hear about it? I just okay. saw like parts of it. Right, right. So it's this woman, Caroline Rothman, who is a, you know, established dressage trainer and runs her own business called lion share dressage. And she's a seller. She sells horses. So she was selling this woman's horse, um, Alice Tarjan. Tarjan, I hope I'm saying that right, of New Jersey, who had a, a young Hanoverian that she was selling. And I guess they were within some sort of contract or they figured something out where Caroline was going to be the trainer and then sell this horse. And they decided that $300,000 at the end of the day, after some negotiation, seemed to be like a, a solid selling price that they were thinking that the range could be $250,000 to $400,000. And they found a buyer allegedly, for $300,000. Well, now Alice, the owner of the horse, is saying that Caroline basically defrauded her uh, and sold the horse to someone else for $900,000, uh, which is uh, sounds pretty sketchy. But, you know, so we looked up the lawsuit in Palm Beach County. Uh, luckily, Florida, all of our all of those types of lawsuits and, and background information is all public record. So anyone can look up this case. And we haven't, you know, Caroline has not yet been able to respond to this lawsuit that was filed against her. So this is just, you know, she hasn't been charged with anything yet, but she, uh, basically this, this is a lawsuit filed against her. She has to, she's going to have to respond to it in some way. But Jess, I was wondering if you can weigh in as someone who, you know, buys and sells up and coming and, and elite level horses. Is this, I don't want to ask if it's normal, but do you see this happen in the horse world? Yeah, it's actually really interesting. Florida has a law in place for this because I guess years ago they're having trainers and agents kind of pocketing money on top and then giving the sellers low money for it. And they would just basically, I think it was something I'm not want to say it was common. I've not actually personally dealt with a situation like that, but I know that there is a reason there is a law in place that it's very strict about how to sell horses, especially in Florida with what the bill of sale says. And like, we have our lawyers draw up everything and that now everybody tries to make sure that there's, you know, no agents really on the contract that it's, the buyer and the seller and so that everybody, at least for us, like we try to make it very open so that the buyer knows the seller knows, and it's one big price 
that's the same, it's the same price. It's not two different prices. So I wonder if, you know, it'll be very interesting to see what Caroline's response is because this isn't, this is not sounding very good. I mean, that's a huge difference, 300 and $900,000. Like, well, and there's a lot of discrepancies. Kind of, yeah. I mean, when what you- I heard, you know, parts of that I saw were kind of so-and-so was sold. It, it not, it didn't really make sense. And that's why I can't really wait for a response from Caroline to see what it really is about. Right. Right. Cause it sounds like, you know, the seller was under this assumption that the horse was being sold for $300,000. And then that seller never saw the wire transfer come over from that, you know, the so-and-so buyer. And they're alleging that Caroline said that she had the confirmation of this $300,000, but it was being held up because of terrorist alerts. And that's why the wire transfer was oh. coming through, which is, you know, like red flag number one, you know, but, uh, and so anyways, the horse, at, according to this lawsuit, the horse sold to another completely separate party for $900,000. And that's why the seller is pissed, which uh, if that's, I would be bad too. Happened, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. That's, crazy. I mean, but I guess we'll see what happens. And yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens and if it goes to court and cuz they're pretty strict in Florida, like down I know that there's been a lot of different horse deals in Florida that the courts are very familiar with it basically. Mhm. I'm sure that's a lot of money. Yeah. All right, so Jess, what do you have for us this week? Well, I have something not as juicy as that, but I have something that was, I thought kind of cool. Um, I didn't personally have horses involved in my wedding. So I kind of want to see, you know, what Justine did you or Caroline, do you want to, but this Walter girl, um, by the name of Joanne Inkles, um, I'm hope I'm saying that correctly, but she was a vaulter and she vaulted on her horse in her wedding dress. These oh pictures God. are pretty incredible. <laughs> they are. That is like, like that is like some bold ass. Like you, I mean, good for her because that's kind of. Could you imagine doing that in your wedding dress, Jess? With her veil and everything. I mean, the pictures are awesome. Like, yeah, I love you know not even just horse pictures, but like a couple of my friends have the veil and it's like blowing in the wind, and there are these incredible pictures with the sunset, and I think that's pretty incredible. And then you get this horse. And these two vaulters, and she's mid-flight with this beautiful <laughs> gown on and veil everywhere. And I'm like, that's incredible. And she's actually, she's in a, she's won a couple, like she's a medal-winning equestrian vaulter is how they basically described her. But I was like, it doesn't matter who you are. That's pretty incredible. That and is incredible. I, I'm looking at the photo now. And the thing that I love is that also, so the, I guess it's, it's the groom that's, that's also on the horse with her, right, Jess? Yeah. I assume that's what I thought. It yeah. Was like they, so yeah, he's, they were... he's wearing a plaid tie and a kilt and then like whatever, like high, whatever those sock boot things knee are that they sock. wear. Yeah. Knee yeah. High socks. yeah. So <laughs> not only is she like flying through the air with a full length wedding gown with a train, with a trained veil, but yeah. her husband is on the horse and he's in a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the horse is bright. Like, can you imagine on your wedding day, like you're like getting ready? Like, I don't know how, how long it took you guys to get ready, but I uh, anticipate it will take me 27 hours to get ready to be married. Um, yeah. so like you're doing all the things and, 
like you have to also worry about like having your horse braided and groomed and like and every and bathed and everything and tacked up for your wedding like that just seems I mean hats off to them but well, that and I just thought seems it was pretty like, incredible because it is her special horse that she made part of this special day too which is all in all like it's still a lot of sweet. fun like she it's it's sweet it's she got her favorite horse to go into her wedding. And, you know, I've seen people ride in on their horses and their weddings, but I have never heard or seen anything where, yes, the horse was part of the wedding. She's day. performing as part of her wedding. Yeah. 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 Well, that oh, is yes. pretty cool. So like when I I'm got like, married, awesome. which that is super awesome. So when I got married earlier this year, uh, my husband is Indian. So we kind of did like a blended ceremony, but in a traditional Indian wedding, uh, well, one, it's like seven days long. It's crazy. You just party for a week. But uh, the the groom rides in on a white horse is like the traditional part of the procession. And Alex, my husband, has like he like he's a he's really good at tolerating my life with horses, and he's great with my horse. But like there was no way in hell he was riding a horse into our <laughs> wedding. So. <laughs> Oh man, I don't think Doug even Doug's a rider, and I don't think he would even be interested in having ever done that. <laughs> no, no. Um, With the our wedding uh, planner said, "Oh, do you want?" some sort of cake with a horse on it or this. We're like, we don't want to see any horse. No horses. No horses for a day. Just no freaking horses. They really like to mess things up. I can't imagine having horses in any sort of special ceremony. I mean, I love my horse, but no. Um, so I have an update. What do you have for us? Yeah. So I have an update to an earlier, um, news piece that we did back in episode three, uh, we talked about this case at length. Uh, Paige Johnson, who is a, a Grand Prix show jumper um, with farms in Florida and Virginia. Um, so she uh, she was the one, if you guys remember, that her groom went to the store and purchased some triple antibiotic ointment just for a cut um, for her horse, Luke Skywalker 46, um, that has competed, I think, at the CSI, yes, at the CSI two star level, um, the groom accidentally picked up a tube that had a uh, pain reliever in it. So you know, there's like the normal triple antibiotic ointment or neosporin or whatever, and then there's the stuff that has uh, promoxine added, and it's just like a you know a mild pain reliever to if you skin your knee or whatever, it just kind of takes the sting out. Uh, that's a um, of course that's going to test in the FEI because it is classified. It actually was just reclassified. Um, oh no, January 1st, it's going to be reclassified um, from a banned substance to a controlled medication. Um, but anyway, it's banned now. And so uh, Johnson w- faced, you know, all of these penalties um, when her horse tested positive. And at first, you know, they couldn't figure out why the horse would test positive, And then they realized that it was just from a triple antibiotic ointment and it was kind of a misunderstanding. So anyway, uh, she um, has reached a settlement with the FEI, and then that has to go also through the Court of Arbitration of Sport. Um, and they settled, um, and under the terms of the settlement, her uh, period of ineligibility was reduced from one year down to three months. That case happened back in um, April. So she's actually, now she's cleared to compete. So she, you know, immediately was not eligible to compete. Um, and since it's been more than three months since 
the date of the testing um, and, you know, the suit and everything, she's now cleared to compete. So um, it turned out, you know, I reasonably well for her considering the circumstances and that it was, you know, there wasn't really anything shady about it. They were able to prove it with receipts and everything that this was a total, you know, accident. Um, so they kind of reached this agreement um, not to punish her too harshly. And they agreed that this was a fair penalty for her to pay. So that's the update on that. Flipping genius. The Eagle Gold Flip Half Pad is a one of a kind solution for your horse's comfort and saddle fit. With a rainbow of colors for one side and traditional black or white on the other, the Flip Half Pad gives fun and functional a whole new meaning. Shop for yours at ecogold.ca. So I did a little Instagram story about this on the Heels Down Magazine Instagram, um, which if you're not following that, you should because the um, folks that run the Heels Down Magazine are amazing and it's a great feed and it's funny and it's informative and all the things. But so I did an Instagram story um, about me unboxing this, but we got a package from Revitavet and um, I'm super, super excited to try these products more. Um, but I just wanted to give some initial impressions. So, um, I got it, uh, I think a week and a half or two weeks ago, but my horse uh, has only been up here for about a week. So I haven't had, I can't comment yet on the long-term effects of the products. Um, I'm going to keep using them and then give you guys an update and kind of give you guys my thoughts on how I think they're working. But, um, if you're not familiar with Revitavet, um, you can look them up at revitavet.com. Uh, it is light therapy. Okay, so how re the Revitavet products operate are um, through light therapy. So when they sent us the box, it had three different um, kind of, they're kind of like pads, like think of them as like small, it's almost like feels like a small saddle pad. So it's fabric that's, um, I don't want to say that it's neoprene because I don't know that it's neoprene, but it kind of feels like that. Like it's sort of, it's thick and squishy and it's got, um, a bunch of small little red lights embedded in it. So they sent me three different products. So they sent me a small kind of square or rectangle pad. That's probably about, it's a little bit larger than like the size of your hand. And that's for, you know, putting it in like a localized area. So like if your horse has a sore, you know, hawk or point of shoulder or a sore spot on its neck or whatever, um, that is what that size is for. And then they sent me a larger one that's supposed to cover the back, um, and a little bit of a larger surface area. So if you have a horse that has chronic back pain, it's supposed to be really good for that. Um, and then probably my favorite one is actually, they sent me the pole cap, which is looks absolutely freaking hilarious on the horses because it looks like the dumbest hat ever. They look so stupid wearing it. It's so funny. Um, and it fits under their halter and there's little holes for their little ears to stick through. And it's got, you know, the red lights that are like make contact with the horse's skin. Um, and it kind of goes over their forehead and then back like behind where the bridle would sit. It kind of covers their bridle path. And it's supposed to help with things like, um, headaches or TMJ. It's supposed to have a calming, um, mechanism. And so light therapy, um, it's very, at first I thought that this had something to do with laser therapy, 
but it doesn't. Light therapy is different. Um, when I used to manage the rehabilitation center, we used like class four lasers that has nothing to do with this. Um, it's very different. So light therapy, um, has been shown to increase circulation, um, and can like help promote formation of new capillaries. Um, and that of course helps speed up the healing process because, you know, blood oxygenated blood can run through those capillaries and deliver, um, you know, nutrients and oxygen that are needed for healing to whatever part you apply the light therapy to in theory. Um, it also can stimulate production of collagen. When I heard that I wanted to like, just live with this thing on my face. (laughs) 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 I don't have you tried it on your, but I have, I have tried it on myself. Um, and I, so I have a lot of jaw pain. I don't know what it is, but I, I just like clench my jaw. I think whenever I'm stressed, I clench my jaw when I ride, I clench my jaw when I lift. Um, so I have a lot of like back of the neck and then run that runs up to my jaw pain. So I, (laughs) I stuck this on my jaw and I was like sitting on the couch watching, um, Kimmy Schmidt. And I have this thing because, st- of course, it's like horse straps. Like you're not supposed to. I don't know if you're supposed to use it on yourself, but like it's not made for humans. So I have this like girth sized horse strap that's like strapped, <laughs> strapping it to my head. And we have an upstairs neighbor because we live in a house that has two stories. And the upstairs neighbor walked downstairs. And since we're on the first floor, of course, the windows were open because I like have no sense of privacy at all. And she walks out and like, she sees that I have like this glowing red square just strapped to my face. And like the belt thing go- is like around my head, like a mummy's <laughs> oh, mask. <my> <laughs> And like <laughs> later she sent me the utility bill and you, she usually will send like a little like funny note, like, Oh, like, you know, like water for like, like free water. I don't know what, whatever she been like emojis and stuff like that. Just like be friendly. And then later that afternoon, after she saw me doing that, she just sent the water bill with like no words. <laughs> she's, she's mortified. <laughs> who is this person who she's lives like, here? Who is that lady that is downstairs? That's terrifying. Anyway, it did. That was a huge aside, but my point is that you look stupid when you have it on your head. So don't do that. Um, but it did make my jaw feel relaxed. Huh? I don't. So I only used it, I think twice on myself. So I don't want to be like, okay, it's amazing and it works and it's incredible and everyone should buy one. Like I want to use it more because also like, I don't know if I was just sitting on the couch relaxing And then my jaw also felt relaxed. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that this is not like a placebo effect at all. Um, But so (coughs) I put this, the, the pole cap on both of the horses that I have up here. Um, And again, these are just my kind of initial impressions. It's a little difficult to figure out how to put everything together. Um, There's like kind of a bunch of wires and batteries and stuff like that. Um, so, so, so you don't have to plug it in. You just like flip a switch cause it's run on batteries. So there are batteries, but then there's also a way to like plug it into the wall and have it attached by a cord. But when it's on a horse, you're supposed to use it with a battery in case they decide to, you know, like exit Leave. stage left. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it stays on them. Um, but 
I mean, probably I probably shouldn't say this. If, if you have a really quiet horse and you know it's not going to go anywhere, it's probably fine. Like the cord is pretty long, or you can use an extension cord or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's just that's not verified. <laughs> that's just me talking and my impressions of it. But um, I put the skull, the skull cap, the pole cap on both horses. Uh, the mare kind of like walked around and like looked really insulted, um, and then kind of just she did seem to sort of like get still and like relax. But like, I don't know if that's just, she got still and relaxed because she's in the cross ties or because she had the pole cap on. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Okay. But then I put it on the gelding that I'm riding for a friend. And he is like a very, both of they're both like pretty hot types. Like they're both relatively hot horses. Um, he like fell asleep in his stall, which he never does. Cause he's always like very nervous in a stall. Um, and he put his head down and like had like the bottom like droopy lip. So that really? was really interesting because I totally wasn't expecting it to work because I'm I very much don't think anything is ever going to work. Um, but it did have a very interesting effect on him. And then I took it off and, you know, he was like pretty sweaty underneath it. So like I know that there was at least, you know, a lot of warmth being generated. Um, but I was like, well, perfect. Like you need more blood in your brain clearly. So like, <laughs> this is like after he'd been like spooking, like when I wrote him and everything. So I was like, yes, blood flow to the brain. Like you, that, that will do you some good. <laughs> so maybe it makes them smarter. I, I don't know, but he did seem to have a very calming effect on the one horse. So that's kind of all I have so far. Um, I'm really interested to use the back pad, consistently on my mare because she's a little bit cold backed like the first like five ten minutes you're on her um she is you know pretty stiff in the back she doesn't really feel like she wants to move under herself um so you know she's a horse that if I was someone that you know lunged a ton like I would she would do better if I would lunge her for five or ten minutes before I got on to loosen her back um so I'm interested to see if I use it before I ride if it kind of does the warming up process for me or if I use after I ride if it helps keep her back not sore because she sometimes has a little bit of a sore back um so I'll update you guys the small patch like is it for like legs and stuff but is it supposed to like stimulate like if it's they've got an injury or like what do they recommend if you had like for instance if you had a horse that was swollen from getting an injection in its neck the light therapy is supposed to increase lymphatic system activity. So like that would be a Gosh. really good way to decrease edema or swelling or like a hematoma. Um, yeah. Because it increases that lymphatic system activity. I don't think that this is something that's going, no, it's not going to like regenerate tendons and ligaments that are deep in the leg because light penetration just doesn't get that deep for yeah. that sort of thing. Like from, and this is me speaking as somebody that managed a, you know, sport horse rehabilitation center for two years. That is, it, you need a class four uh, laser yeah. for that. Like that's that what, is yeah, we experience. have lasers. For the average horse owner who w- is interested in this product, like how often should you be using it? Like the pull cap, is that something you do once a week more than that? Is it sort of up yeah, to your no, own discretion? You, you can use it several days a week. And so one of the things that's cool that, that um, Tom, who is uh, the owner of Revitavet sent me, is um, 
it's kind of a quick guide on like how often to use it, what setting to use it on. And there's all sorts of different, they give you a ton of information, which is really great. Um, and they have great, you know, service. If you ever have a question, you can call him and he'll, he'll tell you exactly what to do. Um, but it depends on what you're trying to treat, for instance. So like, um, with the pole cap, if, you know, I think that that's the sort of thing that it's not like you need to use it three times a day. I mean, you know, use it when you ride or use it when you like want your, to help your horse relax or to calm down or, you know, treat TMJ or something like that. It's just like any other supportive therapy or like therapeutic modality that you're just, it's, it's not to replace anything in your horse's routine or their grooming or their care or their veterinary care. Um, it's just, I think it's so far, I think that it could be another useful way to, you know, help support your horse and help keep them feeling well. Um, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think anything is a miracle. Um, but I do think that this could, I'm interested to see what I think long-term after I use it for like a month. Um, you know, if I feel differently about it, but it seems to me so far that it can be a useful thing to incorporate into your horse's program. You know, even if you use it like four days a week. This segment is presented by TRM, Europe's largest manufacturer of nutritional feeds, supplements, and general health care products for horses, available at Greenhawk. So, Caroline, I was at Tryon last week with some of the show jumpers, and I saw you posted this story on Heelsdale Magazine about horse show security. Did you got to tell me a little bit about it? I saw the video, and it's pretty crazy, but I'd love to know what Tracy, the owner had to say, cause you got to talk to her, correct? Yeah. So this story is pretty scary to me, to me, at least when I was talking to Tracy and, you know, doing all of the, the you know, the interviews and research for this story, it's really, um, it's kind of a wake up call and, uh, yeah. you know, this is, I think something that's very important for anybody that goes to horse shows to to think about and to understand. So the backstory is that um, Tr- Tracy Raflowitz, um, her daughter, Brittany, is a Grand Prix show jumper. Um, they compete a lot. They travel around a lot. Um, they go to, you know, USCF shows, FEI shows. They go all over the place. They've competed in Europe, the whole thing. Um, Brittany was actually Which, on a Nations Cup team. Yeah, just side note, I interviewed her in a, for a cover story of Hillsdown Magazine. She's wonderful. Yeah, oh, they're, they're yeah, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Great. Yeah, they're amazing. They're super. I don't know Tracy, but Brittany's super nice. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. But so anyways. They had four so horses at Tryon. And um, this is Tryon International Equestrian Center, of course, in Tryon, North Carolina, um, that they were competing in the Tryon Fall 2 series. And um, Tracy said that she had actually gone out of town that weekend um, and she was having a girls weekend. She was hanging out with some of her girlfriends and just sort of getting away and escaping for a rare weekend. And unfortunately, it turned out to not be a great weekend to be away because they had this kind of emergency um, crazy incident happen. Um, So Tracy was uh, actually wherever she was um, for her girls weekend, she didn't have very good cell phone reception. So uh, normally she, they put cameras up at every single horse show that they go to. And they said that this began actually when 
another individual injured one of their horses at a competition in Europe that they were attending. And she's what? Like, so, yeah. so this has happened more than once. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. This is not their first time. Um, and so she said ever since then, she puts cameras up everywhere at their house, at her business, at the horse show, in the horse's stalls. She has both a view of the horse's stalls and of like the center aisle in the barn. Um, so her horses are supervised or sur- under surveillance, I should say, 24-7. Um, but normally, you know, she would get an alert if a camera picked up some sort of strange individual, um, you know, showing up at the barn in the middle of the night. But since she didn't have very good cell phone reception, she didn't get any of the alerts from her Nest cameras. So her groom showed up the next morning at 730 and called Tracy and said, there has been somebody in here. There are cigarettes on butts in the stalls. There are cigarette butts scattered throughout the barn. There's beer cans. All the blankets are pulled down off the blanket bars. Like, this is really weird. And so Tracy said, you know, call show security right now. And she got to a computer where she could check the footage on her Nest cameras. And sure enough, there was a man that was wearing a baseball cap that she did not recognize um, wandering through her barn or through that section of the barn. It was in the try on stabling from 536 in the morning until about 709. Um, Just by himself. He was just just, by himself wandering around. Just by himself, just chilling, you know, having a cigarette, throwing them at horses as you do, you know, just drinking beers, like, you know, ripping butts. Like, it's just like so nuts. Um, and so she has all of these clips of video footage that show the man, um, drinking what is probably beer and spitting it at the horses and throwing cigarettes into the horse's stalls and just like messing with like our horses are our children. Like imagine, you know, like somebody coming up to one of your horses and just like pestering him and like freaking them out and like he threw one I, I think with what looks like a cigarette butt in the horse's stall and one of the horses like you know kind of shied to get away from it like hit its head really hard and it's just like freaking rude like it's just yeah it's That's just abuse that it's is abuse. disgusting like yeah. it's just pestering with animals that aren't yours and like these are show horses you know like it's just but, the whole so, thing is so gross what is the responsibility of you know, of Tryon, which is a pretty premier horse show venue. You know what I mean? And these are, these are upper level horses that you would think would be in a specific, I don't know if they break down security differently. Do that for like FEI level horses. But they weren't they FEI horse. It wasn't an FEI. Wheel. Okay. Okay. So gotcha. It was just, yeah. Cause originally we all thought that it was FEI week. Cause we were all we had a horse in the FEI stabling and like that is completely secure. I mean, you have to sign in and out hundred percent. And we actually, we were there this past week and even in the FEI stabling, there were tons of cameras up. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was interesting. And this was before this story really got leaked um, and posted. They had already put up the cameras. Like everybody's been about the cameras. There's a whole company that we saw like up, um, that has the camera system kind of set up. And then, you know, there's also so many different ones that actually made us look into getting some cameras for the same reason. I mean, cause we have cameras at the farm and everything, but to travel with us, because just like what Tracy was saying, 
it's so, I mean, there are children basically, but also you then have to think about the other story we were just talking about with Paige Johnson. Somebody could, you know, go in, not that you'd want to think somebody could do this, but somebody could go in and give something in your horse's water and your horse's food. And like, I got a couple of them that would probably eat it out of your hand. You know, like just even they, you could give them a butte tablet and they'd probably eat it, you know, like they just would do it. So you would hope nobody would, you know, go and do things to your horses, but you don't know. And the only way, you know, I think part of it, didn't it, didn't she say on there, one of her horses got tested as well, like drug tested. Yep. So that week? one of after, the, that right? morning, yeah, that morning, um, one of the horses was drug tested. Um, and of course, you know, if, if for instance, so her example was if that guy, you know, was drinking Mountain Dew, for instance, and he is spitting it onto my horse, then that horse now has caffeine in its system and caffeine is a stimulant and that's banned. And then I test positive and then this whole thing happens and then you're spending money fighting this kid, you know, the whole thing. And so she, um, it's very, very smart to have cameras on your horses at all times, because then, you know, if something like that were to happen, somebody, I mean, somebody drugs your horse intentionally, you know, there's so many things that can happen. You have footage to prove, you know, that your horse was tampered with. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I don't want to keep throwing Tryon under the bus because I know it's a great, a really great place and it's a wonderful show atmosphere. But as a rider who goes and you bring your horse to the stables and you're paying a hefty security fee, usually, you're usually paying a grounds fee. And then for me, whenever I show you, I'll be, like I'll pay the overnight extra like add on fee to have someone do the night check on my horses like you're paying money and you're, you should be able to rest assured that your horse isn't, someone is there keeping an eye on them. But so, so Tryon has, Tryon has 12, 1200 plus stalls. Right. right. And so you have a guy going around, but also, I mean, it is, and that's not true. saying, you know, no, like, so not true. saying that somebody like 30 minutes goes in and pesters your horse, like even in you know, FEI stabling, everybody's got cameras up. So I think, yes, I mean, Tryon's a beautiful facility and it's great and everything. And they do, you know, and I guess they were really good on it. Um, they were Mm -hmm. quick to respond. It was some local guy that just came in and you've got bars up and stuff, but like bars on the property, like on the uh, show, no, no, not bars. Like you'll have, um, like there's just, to keep the horses inside the stalls. So like basically you've got the stalls and then you've got just like a two by four that hopefully keeps your horse, you know, if they happen to open the doors somehow and then, um, it keeps them inside. And so, you know, that hopefully just traps them from getting onto the concrete or whatever else, but there's no real way to manage people to come in and out, you know, like there is only one entrance and they've got security people, but it's open to the public because there's restaurants on there and everything else. Well, that's another point. That's another point. So, cause this is a, a, a fairly large horse show facility, sort of, you know, not unlike the grounds where WEF is, where there are bars and restaurants and you could stay there sort of after show hours. And so where did this guy even come from? Like, was he at a restaurant or a bar on the Tryon showgrounds? Do they know? We don't know, know. but one thing that's strange is that um, there was a man that was kicked off of the showgrounds around that same time. So like, so really 
like, I guess you could say super late night or super early morning, you know, like five or so in the morning. And he was driving around the showgrounds without his headlights on. So try and security was like, uh, no, get the F out of here. Like, see you later. Um, so the man that was in the barn the thinking is that that was his friend that he was waiting for. Cause it seemed like he was like walking around waiting for somebody. He was like sitting in their chairs at one point, just like drinking like the whole thing. So, um, you know, they'd heard that a motorcycle was stolen and, um, they, they figured it out. And, uh, that was, that was the case that these guys were supposedly going to meet the, so I, called um you know that's polk county and i called polk county and and they can't talk about it because the whole thing is still under investigation and Tryon can't talk about it because the whole thing is still under investigation but you know i think i just i think you know when i spoke to tracy the her whole thing was kind of your point is that when there's 1200 horses at a showground it is not reasonable to expect that your horse is going to be watched at all times and really you know, she, she, spoke, she spoke really highly of the Tryon, you know, security and said that they were really great to work with. Um, of course, this is a huge concern with WEG coming up, although I would, you know, that is. That's a different level. That, that's yeah. a different, be, that's a different, different level, level, but it just, yeah. you know, it's certainly this is a wake up call for everybody that, you know, if you go to a show and you're not competing FEI, it's it's even more imperative for you to, you know, have, have somebody sleep at the barn, have cameras on your horse. Like it sounds kind of crazy and it sounds kind of paranoid, but it's really not. This is somebody that had cameras up on her horses and it's just, it's not even a, you know, super busy weekend to try on that weekend. And then this guy, you know, is, is in there throwing cigarette butts at horses. So it's, it's not too paranoid. Um, Have you, have you guys ever had anything? like this happen to you or your horses at a horse show? We haven't. Um, I mean, we've been lucky. And the thing is, is like, honestly, you feel almost that they're the safest at Tryon because there is only one way in and out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like there is nighttime security and they do drive around. I mean, those guys Mm -hmm. are all around the property. And so I think this, they do such a great job. Like you do feel safe at Tryon. So like, I think that, it just shows it can happen anywhere. You know, like, it's just like there's robberies that happen in predominant neighborhoods that are gated, you know, things happen. And that, yeah, I think that's just kind of it is that it's not anything actually horse show related because I mean, you actually think about some of the events that we go to that have more access to the public and have more people in and out of the barns. Like, I think this was just like a random night, you know, like it just was something that happened and it was nothing that I think the show could have prevented. And I'm not sure they could have done anything differently because you've got the nighttime security driving around, but you know, how do you think with 1200 horses that they can do it? And so for us, we've talked about it for quite some time. Um, and I think this kind of just pushed it over the edge to make people more aware of it, which I think is a good thing. We're going to get a camera system for our horses at Mm -hmm. horse shows. And they're just going to get put up so that we know, you know, it's not even five o'clock in the morning. You don't know. This guy wasn't being malicious. He was just bored, you know, like, I don't think he was trying to be bad. I think he was just not horse related. Like he like just a dumb drunk was, man. Yeah. yeah. You hate to say that, but that's basically what he was. This wasn't some person, you know, 
trying to like contaminate the horse and have him test positive. It was right. But I mean, and and that's the thing is like, we're talking about some random guy that showed up at a horse show, but also I hate to say it, but fellow competitors, I know, you know, like stealing even is, is, has been an issue at horse shows. I have, I have friends that have had uh, tax stolen out of their trunk or even strangely medication stolen out of their, their, um, tack trunk at horror shows or out of their tax stall or even out or of their, their trailer. Their tra- trailer, their trailer right. is stolen. I've had friends whole trailer rig stolen yeah. at a horror show. So, you and, know, you think that the felt, you, you know, we're so worried about, you know, kind of intruders, but really at the end of the day, you know, 98% of the people in the sport would never, ever, ever think about compromising, you know, a fellow competitor and everyone is so safety oriented, but there are people that will screw you over and do yeah. that. And unfortunately I mean, the for the Ravowitzes, you know, it's yeah. happened to them. Well, and we, we lock our tax dolls or whatever. I mean, that's a nice thing at try on, like they have a padded key lock, you know? So like there's a whole door that's got a padded key lock and you punch in your code and it locks your, tack room. And so we don't have to have the lock at that place, but at other places we chain lock all of our doors, like the tax doll, because we're afraid somebody's going to steal our saddles and it's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of tack. So, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a crazy place to like think that you have to have all the security, but at the same time, it's, it just sounds like, yeah, it's, it's worth the money to be prepared at the end of the yeah. day. And there's so many different systems out there now that we looked into it. Um, we have Verizon, but Verizon has, I know there's the Nest system and that's what I think the Rathowitz had. And I think there are mm-hmm. some systems that are made for the horses, but we even looked into it through our cell phone service that they have it and it will link straight to our phones, just like the Nest would or anything else that we're on a business um plan with our cell phones that we can just hook it up and it's actually not expensive. So just like we have back, you know, we have cameras in our trailer to watch the horses while we drive. Now we're going to have cameras everywhere else. (laughs) But I think it's, I think it's important just to have the safety and be better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. Always for sure. All right, guys. So I need your opinion. I, so as you know, I've had Mikey, my OTB, OTTB, uh, thoroughbred gelding, um, for a couple months now. And despite all his issues, I am also trying to grow out his tail. Cause he has that like typical racehorse off the track, little like <laughs> beanie, like, but you know, like rabbit tail pretty much like it's just a little tuft at the end of his butt and i'm trying my hardest to grow it out and i know there are like different camps of thought here like whether you brush it every day and you put all this product in it or if you just like condition it and leave it alone and i've kind i've kind of gone back and forth but i'm mostly in the camp of i brush it every day and wrap it and braid it and wrap it and do all this stuff but jess i wanted to know what do you guys do so i'm really weird about tails i don't want shocking every day. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) Shocking. There's like a neurotic part of this, but I don't like their tails brushed because I think in my opinion, if you brush them and you pull out one hair, then you've pulled out one too many. So (laughs) really? Why? Why though? Why? Because then I'm like, didn't you just took away that one hair I've been trying to date to get growing? So I'm like, do you not, do you not, 
brush your own hair when you want your hair to grow out. Yeah, but I got really thick hair, so a lot of this can come out every day. Like, probably that <laughs> thin hair, I probably wouldn't know what to do. But <laughs> it's probably so you really just bad. don't touch it ever. You never, you just let it be naughty and gross. We put, and... We put conditioner in it all the time. Like, we'll put in like a leave-in conditioner a couple mm-hmm. times a week in their tail to make it soft, make it grow, all of that. And then if we're going to if I have a lesson or if we're at a horse show, it has to be sprayed with um, like a detangler. I love the like canner mane and tail conditioner. Um, mm-hmm. The one that's like a white bottle with a pink label. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other ones, but like Shoshin doesn't work because that doesn't detangle it. So well, I don't use that in the tails. Um, but with some type of like tail conditioner and then I brush it and I used to be super neurotic and like only use like a comb. Now I'll use a brush and then brush it out. But if they have that conditioner in it, it like brushes out really easily. There's like no knots. And then I don't know. I So what leave-in conditioner do you use? Um, there's a couple different ones that we use. There was a, it's like a cowboy magic and it's just a leave-in conditioner and it mm-hmm. wasn't very expensive. That's I've used a good that one. Before. Yeah. I like that real, one too. Anything that's like silky feeling. Mm-hmm. So I know the girls will pick it up at like Walmart and stuff too. Like anything silky feeling that they'll just put in the detangler, like leave-in conditioner every day to like let it get silky. And then they spray the detangler uh, conditioner, main and tail or the canner. Or there's a couple different other brands that they'll do that and then brush just Walmart horse shows. So the one I love, the product that I really, really love, so I condition it. I don't ever shampoo it. I just condition it and try to keep it brushed out. And then I use Equus, um, which I love their Microtech spray for, like, fungus stuff. I love the Microtech spray. Yeah. I love the the Microtech, um, the shampoo. I love all their stuff. So I use their fungus spray through the summer, like, oh my God, like for everything, but they also make a Omega tech rebuilder, which I use as a leave-in conditioner in his tail. And it's like, it's, they market it as that it's good for main mains, tails, and also hooves. Like you can put mm, it on your no. horse's hooves, but it smells literally like a pina colada. Like, <laughs> amazing it smells so oh good That's awesome. so like i put it all in his tail then it like then i have it on my hands i'm like well i'll put it on my arms and my neck so now i smell better when i have to go to the gas station on the way home that's kind of sad but also i can totally relate to that <laughs> yeah it smells so good but so i've been using that and his tail is getting like slowly thicker it's just one of those games where you have to just sit and wait but maybe i'll stop brushing it jess We'll see I stop brushing it and I pick, I do pick it out. Like if I'm there in the cross ties and I'm standing there, I'll pick some shavings out of it. That's what pick, I do. Like, yeah. Like I, I kind of like, out of it. I, I come at, I'll come at like with my fingers. I actually prop, yeah. I wash, I wash the tails a decent amount because I find that, well, first of all, my gray horse has a bit of white in her tail and it's, it's just, I mean, oh my God, it's so gross. I can't even talk about it. I'm like having a panic attack. It's so nasty. <laughs> Um, so I wash it obsessively and then I find that when after, right after I wash it, that's the best time to put the conditioner in because it just like really hydrates it. So I just 
like throw everything that I have on it. One thing that I really like that's actually for um, humans is the Garnier Fructis Sleek and Shine Moroccan Sleek Oil Treatment. It is $5 at Target. Actually, it might be less than that. It's under $5 at Target. And it comes in this little orange bottle with a green top. And uh, one of the um, women at my burn turned me on to this because her horse's tail is always so... It's chestnut. It's a chestnut mare. And its tail is so beautiful and long and gorgeous. Um, so I bought this stuff and it actually works really, really, really well. And it's for the for the detangling. Um, so you yeah. just put a giant dollop of oil in there and when the tail's wet, you like work it in there. I go all the way up to the tailbone. I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but I do the whole do. shebang and it smells amazing. Can't recommend mm. it enough. And it's super cheap. Like it's if so it's cheap. It's yeah. Cheap. That's what I'm sold on. I'm like, perfect. So that's, yeah, that's what I, I'm also in the no brush camp, but I will pick through it with my fingers. Um, and then do you guys, well, I guess Justine, cause you probably don't bang your horse's tail, right? Oh no, I do for the hunters. I mean, but with this, not this guy, cause his tail doesn't even reach his hocks. But so that was another tip that um, I learned when I was like grooming a lot was um, when you're coming up on winter and you know you're not going to be competing for a while or it's a young horse and you know it's not going to be competing for a while. The key to banging the tail to make it grow out in that kind of like thickest at the bottom bell shape that's really beautiful that everyone wants where it's, you know, it's thinner at the top and then it it's thicker at the bottom is to cut it. If you can, so that it's not too terribly short, you've got to bang it at the thickest point. So that's like the key. And then when it grows out, I mean, it might take a while to grow out, but if it's like a, you know, if it's a three-year-old or whatever, it doesn't matter how short its tail is. Uh, You just got to like have faith, know it'll grow out. And then it grows out in this like beautiful, thick at the bottom shape. And then, you know, depending on your discipline, you can pull the top or braid the top and it is incredible. So that's another really good tail tip um, is just where, where, to, where you bang the tail is really important. The other thing I have to say is I never am afraid of using a fake tail. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> oh, really? At I've never used one. Oh yeah. Because we have been trying to find, we have this gray mare that Doug takes intermediate. Her poor tail is is just struggling and it has to get washed all the time because she's kind of gross. Like she looks more like a cow than she does a white bear. So she gets baths like probably every day. I mean, she's so gross. So her tail is the same to keep it white, but she's that kind of, she was a chestnut as a baby. So she's got a little bit of red in her, a little bit of gray. And so we've been trying to find a tail because I'm pretty sure her tail just is never going to get thick enough for us. So yeah, that's been our newest like quest is to find her tail because every the bays and the chestnuts are easy, but I would have no problem if it was like a terrible tail, just stick the fake one in or right. if like what, or yeah. for somebody, somebody bit it off in the paddock, like one of the other yes. horses sleep in it, just yeah. go get it a fake tail. Just go do that. Yeah. Man, I've just, I've seen people who've tried to do that at the hunter shows and it just, like where they do it wrong and you could just tell and it looks like this terrible dangling like oh almost, yeah almost like those That's, things you see oh, at the yeah. gas stations you know like the blow up people that fly in the wind like it looks like that where it just kind of like yeah. doesn't move <laughs> like, 
With the well, you got to make the CG how to put it in correctly. So it's like stuck up there. Yeah. So you can't tell basically. Oh, it's awful. So I've always been yeah. afraid. Like I don't want to be that person. So I've okay. been afraid to use a fake tail. We'll have to have somebody in the next workshop like go and show you and then it can stay in there and then you don't have to have that. Yeah. Have yeah. a hunter groom tell you how to do it because they know all of the, t- the tail yeah. tricks. There's yeah. a way to weave it in there so that it looks yeah. very natural and not like it's moving at its own beat of the drum. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dancing to its own rhythm. <laughs> Like a bad toupee. Oh. Rider weight is a sensitive issue among equestrians. When does this become a factor for your riding? We tackle this topic in the October issue of Heels Down magazine. Download your first issue free at heelsdownmag.com. Why don't you tell the world, Justine, uh, what you did um, during your time at university? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So- I love this. <laughs> So I was uh, one of, I mean, there were more than one of us in a season, but I was the mascot for my college, like my college sports teams. Uh, So we were the Knights, we were the Golden Knights, and I used to be one of uh, several of us who would dress up like a knight and ride a horse on the football field. And it was super fun. Uh, It it was super cool. And it was, uh, I don't even remember how I got started. Like I was on the Puncy team. I think my freshman year. And then I moved to dressage and was on the dressage team for the rest of school. Um, How do you not remember the conversation that told you to dress up like a, like, how do you not remember that somebody was like, Justine, we're going to put some golden chain mail on you or (laughs) a suit of armor. And you're going to ride this white horse in, it's got like, like a curtain on it, whatever those things yeah, are called. <laughs> I know it's like medieval times, you know, yes, but, uh, <laughs> exactly. Like you're in the full, like helmet, like face covered the whole nine yards. Like that is so funny to me. I'm like, so it was super fun, but you know what? So I was on the equestrian team and we used to have like monthly meetings for the club on like what we were doing and how the teams were meeting and stuff. But I think I honestly remember seeing an ad for it, that they placed an ad for someone who could ride horses to come try out to be the mascot in the college newspaper, because I worked for the college newspaper, too. So I I remember seeing the ad, and I went and tried out, and I made it. So, and then they're, they, at the time, the Alumni Association owned the horse. He was all trick trained. He was like 16 hands, big white horse at the Uh Yeah, that the school owned. Um, his name was Oz, and he was he was super cute and very friendly, and had done all kinds of you know public event kind of training. Um, and so there were how the school did it is there were three of us, so there were three riders. So when we were in the saddle, because we would do a lot of pregame, like before the football game, we'd walk around through the tailgate area so people could get pictures with the horse and stuff. And they would never let me wave because they thought my, you know, our wrists were too girly as women. Oh we were, my God. <laughs> we were only allowed to hold up a fist, like a charging fist in the Your pictures. wave really gives you away, you lady. Like what? Oh that my God. And we're that wearing, is like, like a, new tra- a new extreme of caution. I know. Right. And we're wearing like normal riding clothes. Like I'm in, I'm in my like tailored sportsman black breeches. You know what I mean? And tall boots. Like you could, like, if you look hard enough, you could tell I'm a woman. You know what I mean? Oh, you but whatever. In your whole uniform. You, do, you don't have like a, this in well, the picture, it looks like there's like a whole. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, but I wear breeches, and then those are all okay. So that was the other thing to get into that costume took like three people like just to dress you. And actually, Disney made that costume for our school because we were we're in we're based in Orlando, so Disney oh, partners with the school cool. for various majors and stuff, and they and they made that for us. So, um, so yeah, you'd have to like when a girl it would. We would switch off on who would ride for which game, or somebody would ride for the tailgate, and then somebody else would ride for the game. And we'd have to like build each other up in the costume, pretty much, because it was all like tied together with buckles and stuff. It was all separate pieces. It was a nightmare, and you oh cannot see gosh. in that helmet whatsoever. It was like a little tiny mm-hmm. slit. So when it got really like when you were sweating and it got really foggy. We always had to have two people on the ground next to you or next to the horse when you were like walking through a tailgate situation because so you didn't I could take out anybody. Yeah, because I could not see anything. So if you've got like a drunk 20 year old running at you at the horse, I can't be prepared if the horse spooks. But he was very good. You know, like he didn't it's have so any issues. Funny. The, but we the, had like people on the ground all the time. The photos of this person, like, it's so funny and like the horse is rearing yeah. in the fo- in the photo and everything like it's it's like up in the air it looks super legit but like the it's like a gold suit of of armor and like the full helmet no i'm sure you can't see anything out of that helmet and then do you have a cape on the back yep we had a cape <laughs> i'm a legit knight guys i'm a legit knight capes so and then yeah we did all kinds of stuff so we did a all the football, the home football games, we did baseball games. We stood outside for some basketball games just for picture ops. And then we would do like city events in Orlando. Like if they ever wanted, you know, like a science festival, we showed up with the horse, but it was really cool. So for me, in when I was in college, I had my horse and then I eventually sold him. And so, but we had, we were basically, there were three of us that we were responsible for taking care of this horse. Like it was owned by the university, but they paid all its bills, but we had a truck and a trailer. So we had to haul the horse in ourselves and get, get dressed in the locker room ourselves. And, but it was super fun. We'd ride out in the football field with all the fans. Uh, we took a lot from FSU, you know, they have a more notable football program and a you know, very iconic mm-hmm. mascot. Uh, and we kind of took from them where we would ride in. I used to have, we would hold a sword and you'd throw it down and yeah, it was super fun, but the horse could, he could rear and he could bow. And then after I left the program, unfortunately Oz foundered and they had to put him down. Um, and then after that, the school decided not to buy another horse. Cause I think they saw like, wow, we're hemorrhaging money owning a horse. Uh, so that, <laughs> so they, yeah, con- no kidding. <laughs> we can relate. <laughs> They contracted yeah. with a uh, with the world famous Lipizzaners. Like they're actually they have a facility. Their breeding facility is in ch- Central Florida, so they just leased a horse from them, and they would have the students go and take lessons. But those horses had more unbelievable dressage training, where they could like leap off the ground and do all those you know Lipizzaner school type stuff. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, it was like a horse who had been on the. Today show and and done all kinds of cool tours and stuff but that was after my time oh, but so yeah it was like, super cool it was such a cool you know from like awesome. UCF was not a big football school but we'd have like two to three big football games a year where we like might reach the top 25 ranking or we play like a really big football school where I've been on ESPN you know because they do the takeaway shots and they'd That's like so have cool. me yeah That's they'd cool. have me like go gallop out 
out and rear up and they would put me on ESPN. It was cool. That's awesome. That's we know cool. a real celebrity. You're so yeah. yeah, but yeah, so it was, it's and I'm the program is still alive and well at my alma mater and they um so yeah, it's always been like a team of people. It's never just been one and so it was cool. We had a great time. I'm trying to think. Yeah, is there any other questions? Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's still true. Probably. But I know in the history of the entire program, at least until I graduated, it had always been a female rider, even though that we weren't allowed yeah. to tell anybody. Even though you can't tell anybody it's female. Yeah. I just assumed it was male. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like when weird. I was, I was um, on the Duke equestrian team. I was actually president for I think most of college. Um, and we had to basically entice guys to join the team by saying, you'll be the only guy surrounded by 25 girls. And that usually got, that's how we placed our walk trot riders is like guys would come on because they wanted to hang out with really a, a bunch oh of girls in tight pants. Oh yeah, for sure. We yeah. never that had any guys cool. ever like, well, at least, you know, maybe one or two who actually rode. And you know, what was Western so team. aggravating is like, they would come on and they would ride, you know, for like three months and take lessons. And then they by, you know, they'd like fly up the levels. And it was so freaking aggravating. Like, <laughs> I don't like, know I've what it is about guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they would like start at like walk trot. And then like by the next year, they'd be like doing like the low jumping classes. And I'm like, what? That's just oh, ridiculous. Man. Okay, you guys, it's my favorite time of each episode oh. Doug's least favorite time of that's each episode. Time. <laughs> so that's really girly but he, he got over it real quickly it is time for Rose and Thorn we need like a an intro song that is like now. real sassy because this is always like my favorite part okay so um Jess you I'm picking you to go first this week what oh. is your Rose and Thorn Okay. Um, okay. I guess my rose would be, oh, I don't know. Maybe I have to go thorn first. My thorn is that we're driving again tomorrow night to go to Fairhill. We've been driving a lot. So maybe that's a thorn just because it's a little annoying. But I guess I've not really had a bad week. So I guess that's like the worst thing. And then my rose would be, Probably that we're going to Fairhill. I love Fairhill. Fairhill is always a fun event. And we're, my four-year-old's doing the four-year-old championships. So for event horses. Oh, hi. So oh, yay. That, that's a good rose. So like, hopefully, hopefully that goes well. He should, but he is, we're taking five up to Fairhill for the young event horse. So it'll be fun. And it's not a stressful week because we don't even have any FEI horses. So it'll be a fun Fairhill. And I think it's supposed to be warm-ish. So I, that'll be yeah. Odd. Well, that'll, that'll be fingers odd, crossed for but, the weather because you never, gosh. Oh, never know. I know it'll probably start raining again. I'm bringing my dewberries and all my rain gear, so hopefully it stays away. But Justine, Caroline? what about you? Yeah, or Justine? Um, let's see. Uh, probably just that it's October. I love October. It's my favorite month. Um, because Alex, it's my birthday month. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I love it. I, Even though we get like such a short period of cool weather in October, it really doesn't start getting cooler until November here. But you start getting like very brief hints of it and you get all excited like, oh, my God, it's dry and breezy outside. But 
Alex and I always, we do a horror movie marathon for the whole month of October. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We pick like movies every night. I love that. I love horror movies. Uh, Mikey's doing a whole lot better, but he's not a hundred percent yet. So that's probably my thorn, but Mikey, get it together. He's almost there. I feel like, I feel like we're on the verge of it. So what about you, Caroline? Uh, my rose is that I finished a page in my coloring book this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Matt got got me a, um, a coloring book. It's not for adults. Is it an adult coloring book? It's not for adults. It's for children. But he got me a coloring book and then he got me, he ordered me on Amazon, like the, the deluxe pack of crayons. You guys, it's like. 200 crayons like I can't even tell you like it's so many crayons and I was so excited when it came in because a package came and I was like oh hey you got a package and he was like it's for you and I was like oh my god what is it he was like open it open it he was at work and I mean it could have been anything but it was crayons and I was like very sweet (laughs) I thought it was gonna be like toilet paper for the house or something and then it was crayons and I was really excited so um, I have finished one page of my coloring book so far. My coloring book for children. It's Halloween themed. Um, wait, wait, question though. So you buy your toilet paper for your house online? <laughs> <laughs> you can't Doug be bothered fly. to go to the store to buy your uh, toilet not, paper? Do not let Doug listen to this episode. We're because if just... it was his life, he would Amazon Prime all of our groceries and our toiletries. I know it's bad. Like, I know that that's not, I'm, it's not something I'm proud of, but sometimes, yes, sometimes I have Amazon because we have prime. So sometimes I have Amazon. It's a verb. So I'm using it as a verb. So that tells you how much I order off Amazon. I Amazon a lot of things, but you don't, you're not worried about that. I, I used to cover Amazon as like a reporter and it just, whatever their algorithms, how they know everything that you do on the internet makes me nervous. Maybe I'm just like one of those crazy people that, you know, have like a a zombie apocalypse bunker, but I don't like Amazon and I don't like giving them all my information. So that scares me. Oh, we have no problem. It's not that for me. It's like, so I actually, this might actually cause me to change my habits a little bit because I just listened to a podcast about like how Amazon um, operates and like what like the warehouse is like and it the yeah. working are like nuts oh bananas like it's kind of crazy so um I think my thorn for this week was um well my horse pulled a shoe so my horse just got here and then she pulled a shoe and um she like really I hope my fairy doesn't listen to this before it gets to her but she really like ripped her foot apart because she was out and she didn't come in. So she's missing a shoe right now and I can't ride her. And I think that's my thorn. It's not really been a very bad week. I really can't complain. Um, That's a pretty small thorn, but that's my thorn. But if I had to have a second rose, it would be the super nice email that we got um, as part of our, so we're reading one of the emails that we got from our um, mailbag request. So, um, last episode, well, I wasn't on the last episode, but you guys requested, um, that everybody send an email to hello at heelsdownmedia.com. And, um, we got an email from a listener that the reason that I thought it was so funny is because she attached a meme to it that cracked me up. Um, but I just <laughs> want to read 
her email because I thought it was really nice. Um, so um, I, I guess I probably shouldn't say who this is from, but just so you know, you rock. You made our day. She said, hey, all, I just wanted to respond to your feedback for request in last episode Wow. Request for feedback in last episode of Heels Down Happy Hour. She wrote it correctly. I just said it wrong. As someone who lives in a Vennings no man's land that is southern Indiana and keeps their horses at home instead of a boarding facility, I'm severely lacking in the barn gossip and Heels Down Happy Hour has totally filled that void in my equestrian social interaction. In addition to the podcast, I absolutely love Heels Down. I'm a no clutter person who doesn't even keep birthday cards. So a magazine that isn't going to need to be recycled or take up space on my bookshelf is awesome. I've been trying to get all my clients from my equine massage business to start downloading it. You guys are doing a fantastic job and I absolutely love the podcast. It's about dang time that somebody can bind horses and alcohol. So thanks for making that a thing, Kate. Oh, I just said, thank you, Kate. That's okay. I also think that meme should be like the cover photo of this episode. So (laughs) funny. So funny. I about peed my pants. Like I snorted laughing so hard when I saw that. That's like the best meme ever. I haven't ever seen that before, but that's freaking hilarious. And she said, P.S. I do my own internal rose and thorn with y'all every episode. Aww. And it's easily my new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All it takes is one person. All we have to do is touch one person to feel good. Exactly. The show. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, keep the emails coming because that one's pretty coming. awesome. Please do. Yeah. Ask us questions or tell us stuff that you want us to talk about. Give us direction. We can use it. Yes. Especially yeah, this I late in the anything. episode when we're this close to the end of our drinks, we could Fair use some enough. direction. We need some rules and parameters <laughs> and make sure you send it to hello at heelsdownmedia.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe because it makes us look cool. Um, and we try to do that on a daily basis. So um, the thing about about rate, reviewing, and subscribing in iTunes is if you want to leave a review or a rating, you have to sign into iTunes, apparently. Apparently, a lot of people have been having trouble with that. Um, Stitcher, you can also leave a review and rate us as well or wherever you get your podcast. Um, and then if you want to hear more from us, check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone or tablet so you can take it anywhere. You can download it on iTunes or Google Play or check out our website at heelsdownmag.com. We'll be releasing episodes of Heels Down Happy Hour on the second and last Fridays of each month. And you can also get the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS and Android phone. Just search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free, 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 and super easy to use. All right, guys. Cheers to what? Ooh, can we cheers to, um, well, cheers to, like, horse show security. And also, cheers to Justine being a mascot, because that is freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're cheers into. Her oh, God. All right. Well, if you're going to do it, you got to do, like, what you know like our saying like our you know our amp up what we tell like what fans say all right let's let's do it it's charge on charge on oh i like it It sounds like lady gaga song okay all right think of the fist not wave with your girly wrist think of the fist (laughs) oh my gosh oh charge on charge on charge on (laughs)